Hey, and welcome to another growth moment. Today we're going to be talking about how to read and study your Bible. I know that may sound simple, but for many of us, reading and studying our Bible in today's society is very distracted. And sometimes we look at a big book like the Bible and we don't exactly know where to start. So today our goal is simply to take a couple of principles that we can apply to our hearts, apply to our lives about how we can read and study our Bible and get the most out of it. Have you ever looked at a Christian that's maybe been saved for 30, 40, 50 years and wondered how did they get to that point in their life? Maybe you see some godly older man or maybe a godly woman and you look at them and you think, I wish that I could have their sense of spirituality. I wish that I could be as godly as they are. I think that if you delved into their life, what you would find is that many of them have a very strong relationship with the Word of God. Jesus himself said and described the Word of God like this in John chapter number 8. He said, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. He went on to say in verse number 32, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You see, your relationship with the Word of God is not only something that has the power to change you, has the power to give you truth and breathe it into your life, but it also has the power to free you, free you from the lies that society tells you, free you from even the lies that you tell yourself. But it is also one of the major distinguishing factors of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. If you have a strong relationship and connection to the Word of God, you will live a distinct life that is a separating factor in how you live and in how you incorporate it into all parts of your life. And so I want us to look at a couple of different aspects and principles that we can take and that we can really learn how to read and study the Bible. The first one is this. First of all, let's change our perspective. Change your perspective. Here's the reason why I say that is for so many of us, we come to the Word of God thinking that it's something that we get to check off of our to-do list. And so we sit down and we read it. And if we read a chapter, we read five verses, we read 10 chapters. We feel like that we've accomplished something that day and we can check it off of a list. But the sad truth is that for many of us, when we read that scripture, we're very rarely taking it and applying it to the rest of our lives. If you read your Bible in the morning, uh, maybe you read it at 630 in the morning. You feel a deep connection with God. You've taken the word of God. You've checked it off of a to-do list. The question is not how close are you to God or maybe how connected do you feel to God at 630 in the morning. It, the question should be, how have I applied that to my day at, say, 2 o'clock in the afternoon? And so one of the things that we can do to help ourselves when we come to the Word of God is to change our perspective. We change our perspective when we stop seeing it as something on a to-do list and start seeing it as an appointment with the Heavenly Father, with our Savior, with someone and something that can actually change our life. I want you to think for just a moment at the way that you prepare for something on a to-do list versus something on a calendar. If you've got something on your to-do list, chances are you're not going to prepare for it. You're going to have a reminder that might pop up. You're going to maybe set yourself up to maybe start doing it at a certain time. But the truth is, is that if you have an appointment on your calendar, you're going to look at that differently. You're going to prepare for it. You're going to allow time for it. You're going to maybe set aside that portion of your day so that you can get the most out of that appointment. And when you sit down to read the Word of God, it is God talking to you. When you sit down to read the Word of God, you actually have an appointment with the Creator of the universe. So first of all, change your perspective. Secondly, schedule a time and a place. You've heard that what's get, what gets scheduled gets done. 
But not only what gets scheduled gets done, but what is specific is also dynamic, meaning this, that if we want to get the most out of God's Word and when we sit down to read it, not only will we change our perspective, but we will schedule a time and a place. Most of what you get done in a day's time is directly linked to what you gave yourself time for. But it also has to do with a place. Some of the sweetest moments that you have with God you can look back on and you can remember the place that you experienced that. I remember when I was early in ministry, I heard the story of a pastor, a pastor tell the story of a man in his church who was beginning to read and study his Bible and he had bought himself a rocking chair and he placed the rocking chair in his office. It overlooked his backyard and he ended up following the Lord's path all the way into full-time ministry, gave his life to the Lord, served many churches and ended up eventually going and helping with a church plant. When that man passed away, that rocking chair sat right beside of his casket as a resemblance of all that God had done as a result of having a place that he met with God. So first of all, let's change our perspective. Secondly, let's schedule a time and a place to meet with the God of the universe. And then thirdly, let's develop a plan. If you are going to see God do something through His Word in your life, it's not your job to copy someone else's watering schedule. Here's what I mean by that, is that when you see growth, sometimes you feel like, well, I have to go and read and study my Bible the same way that you do or the same way that they do. There will be some people that they'll read through their Bible multiple times in the year, and that's a great goal. There'll be some people that will shoot to read through their Bible one time a year, and that's a great goal. But there'll be some people who want to dive into the Word of God to get questions answered for their lives. There'll be some people that will dive into the Word of God for encouragement from the Word of God. There will be some people who want to simply sit down and study a book, develop a plan, see what works best for your life, look for what you want to learn, look for what you want to apply, look for maybe some areas that you don't understand and develop your plan. It may be that you want to sit down and you want to study a topic. Get some good resources, find some things that you can maybe apply and look through those topics. Maybe find a good devotional to go along with a book study. Maybe add some things into your plan to where you want to highlight or you want to take notes in your Bible. Develop your plan for studying and reading the Bible. The Bible says this in John chapter number 14, verse 26. It says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Which leads us to principle number four, and that is this. Begin with prayer. Begin with prayer. You see, it's one thing for us to change our perspective. We can have a time and a place, and we can even have a great plan for how we read our Bible. But if we don't ask God to help us, we're missing out on a key element. You see, Jesus promised his disciples in John chapter number 14 that a comforter, the Holy Ghost, would come and would be able to teach them all things. When you ignore the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in your Bible reading, what you're actually missing out on is you're missing out on a teacher. You have someone who has helped you, who God has given you to teach you and to help you expand your knowledge of Scripture and help you apply it to your lives. But unless you spend some time asking God, Lord, please help me to understand this. Lord, please help me to apply this. You're missing out on having a great teacher. So begin with prayer. And then the last thing is this, is ask questions and apply. There are many people in this world who have a great sense of Bible knowledge. 
There's many people in this world who have sat through Sunday morning services, sat through Sunday night services, sat through Wednesday night Bible studies, and yet they have developed an unchanged life. Why is that? How can someone have that much Bible knowledge, have that much truth that has been invested into their heart and into their life and never change as a result of it? I believe that the failure of our Bible reading and maybe even our Bible listening and as we listen to preaching is not a result of maybe it being miscommunicated, but a result of it simply being misapplied. You see, you can change your perspective. You can develop a plan. You can have a great time in a place, and you can even pray and ask the Lord to help you. But unless you take the words of Scripture and apply them to your life, you will never see the change that God has intended for you to experience as a result of His Word. Joshua chapter number 1, verse 8 is really the only passage and the only verse in Scripture that talks about success. And I want you to hear this. It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Psalm chapter number 1, verses 2 and 3, the Bible says this, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. What if your prosperity... What if your success, what if your stability was not linked to your financial assets, but your relationship to the Word of God? The only way that you will experience the principles and the fruit described in Joshua 1, 8 and Psalm chapter number 1 is as you begin to apply the Word of God. Here's a few simple, simple questions that you can ask as you read the Word of God. The Bible, or, um, you can ask yourself this, what is the original context of the passage? Who was this written to? Why was it written? When you get to one of the epistles, why was Paul writing this? What does this passage mean to me? What, does the, what do these verses mean to me right now in this moment? What do I need to meditate or think upon from this passage? How can I think and maybe ponder and apply this throughout my day? And the last thing is, what do I need to change to apply this to my life? Maybe you read a command from God's Word and you realize that you have been failing in that command. What do you need to change to make sure that you can apply that? I believe that as we take seriously the Word of God, others around us will begin to take seriously our Christian life. You see, according to Scripture and according to what Jesus said in John chapter number 8, you can experience freedom as a result of the Word of God. You can learn truth as a result of the Word of God. But you also can distinctly separate yourself as a disciple of Jesus Christ as you begin to take seriously the Word of God. So my encouragement to you is over the next couple of days, take some of these principles, begin to apply them to your Bible reading, and begin to study and learn and apply the Word of God for yourself. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks for watching this Growth Moment.